What up, doe? Welcome to another episode with your boy Brandon Jordan of Don't Blame Me, Blame Detroit. Um, it was a little late, but I'm still fucking with it. Still fucking with it, man. Um, before we uh, bring in my guests, um, let's uh, bring in one announcement. Um, remember, October 15th, the first live podcast in Detroit. So, Detroit. Man, we got about, I think it's about 50 tickets left. So, remember, it's what's it, September 17th, October 15th. It's going to sell out. I, so, get your tickets now before they go on because we're going to have a ball that night. Well, all my special guests, Josh Adams, Melody Fresher, Ebony Tate. Man, Detroit is going to represent that night. And I need y'all there. Mixed Bricktown, you know, downtown Detroit in the Greektown area, man. We're going to have a fun night. It's a Tuesday at 8 o'clock. So I don't want to hear about, all oh, the kids got to go to school tomorrow. I got to go to work. Fuck that. Because if it was Kevin Hart, y'all niggas be uh, suited and booted. They're early as hell, <laughs> drunk as fuck. So I need the same love from my city that you do for anybody else. Right. So I don't want to hear that shit. Get your tickets. Only $5. Uh, you can go to my link on Instagram or um, go to eventbrite.com and get your tickets. Also, too, man. The um, merchandise is up for set, you know, it's up on the website, brandonjordancomedy.com. Get your t-shirts, get your uh, hoodies, and it's more uh, hats and other stuff is coming soon. But get your stuff, man, and get ready for this show, October 15th, Detroit, because we're going to uh, ball out. And also, L.A., we I am working on a live podcast in L.A. before the end of the year. So we gonna, I'm making sure all my L.A. people, man, we're going to get it in, too. But uh, I'm going to, you know, give further information on that once it's uh, once I get more. So um, I'm just going to bring my, my guests. And use, I, I, I'm going to wait to say to say the topic before we get into it. But I want to bring my guests in uh, and I want to let her and, you know, saying tell about herself and say talk about what she got going on. So um, welcome to the podcast. Her first time doing a podcast. Yes. Asia Ray, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Um, I'm Asia Ray from the lovely city of Birmingham, Alabama. Um, I'm a singer, man. I, I've been a professional singer for two years now, and so it's quite exciting, and I enjoy it. Um, I'm a avid pool player, and uh, oh, for real? oh yeah. Oh yeah, I played. Oh, somebody uh, want the ass whoop. Oh yeah, I, somebody does. I don't know. It might be you. <laughs> I, somebody. No, but um, no. I played. I played for. I think probably like seventeen years. I played in some national tournaments in Vegas mm-hmm. and um, at the Riviera before they tore it down, and then at the Rio, probably about two three years ago. And so, oh yeah, thanks. And so uh, I got a little swag lean. Sorry. Um. So, but um. I have a comedy show that I just started producing and uh, booking um, since May called The Comedy Joint at mm-hmm. the HaHa um, on Lancashire in North Hollywood. And it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm just kind of getting into the comedy game. So, like, some people, when they come in, they look at me to kind of know them. And I just kind of sit back and I have to ask, are you a comedian? They're like yeah what the hell you think you know and so i i have to kind of deal with the politics of that and get different guys on the show so um yeah we're singing um i sing a lot um near lax and melody bar and grill and um we have our show with the live music with the live band 
every Sunday. Okay. So it's nice. So um, and I, I ain't gonna lie. I, I had to I had to say I had to humble myself a little bit too though. So I didn't yeah. realize how new she was to the game. My, yeah, my first yeah. my first time going, you know. Oh yeah. My first time coming up there, I got asked Andy, you come here. Yeah, 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 yeah. You you handled it very well. You was just like, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I you know, but um, but no, but um, Asia's been real cool since since I met her. Oh yeah. And um, you didn't show you know saying you showing a lot of love to my people. Um, oh yeah. You know we you know I still haven't got on the show yet, but you know, oh yeah, we getting we, we gonna, getting it in. But we are gonna get it in, and we're not oh, doing yeah. man. We are gonna tear that bitch up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the um because I love the um the live uh band aspect. Yes, it you know saying it also gives. I don't know how many comedians have taken advantage of it, but it gives something to play off of. Yeah, you know, with the traditional, you know, either bringing up there uh, without music or just a DJ. Yeah, it just brings a different feel to the show. Yeah, when when you when you want to kind of incorporate, I always like to chat with the comedians before they come on, and you know, and they can say, um, "Hey, I'll show up a little earlier with rehearse light," or "Hey, do you know this song?" Can I kind of get this going? Um, I've had that a couple of times, um, sometimes right on stage. And that was Eric Schwartz did that, um, that tours with uh, Joe Coy. And um, it was another guy. Oh, oh, um, Gina Yashere. Okay. Gina Yashere, um, she has a, a new show out, I think, on uh, CBS or something. Uh, Abishola that she's writing and producing. And she was saying she wanted to kind of get some time, you know, in local um since she's living here in LA now. And mm-hmm. so she got up there and did her little, uh, did a trap set where, you know, we play our trap music. Right. You know, we, I think we cranked up some offsets, some Ric Flair drip or something, you know, and she was like, rap music's not the same anymore. And she started ad libbing, you know, uh-huh. and it was really, it was a lot of fun. So how do you feel, um, since, since you only, it hasn't even been a year yet that you've been doing the show. No. And no. how do you feel with the love that you've been getting, especially from, people that have uh, a, a name to themselves, you know, established in the comedy game. Right. Coming, coming, to, coming to get on stage. You know, it, it actually, it reminds me a lot of pool, if if that makes any sense. Um, a lot of the great pool players are so accessible, more accessible than you would think. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, you know, guys that win national tournaments and stuff, you can just walk up to them like, hey, let's play a game or do this, you know. And I noticed, like, with comedians, they're a lot more approachable, even though they have that name. They'll walk into the small bars. They'll walk into the small uh, comedy spots, you know, just to do some time. And they're a lot more mm-hmm. more um, approachable. And I, I think that's what I think I like the most about it you know once i see i'm like oh my goodness this guy just did an arena last week and he's up in here asking me do i want a drink you know yeah. like it's just really crazy but i like it yeah because um shows like yours pr- uh, provide a platform for us to be able to work out mm-hmm. newer material right you know what I'm saying? Right. Work on new, you can't you know you can't do a stadium right. show or do you know or do your you know role shows and trying to work and trying to work out new material all the time. Right. You got to give them right. the eight, you know, the material that you already know is established and work. And then when they come to spots like yours, they're going to either do all new material or they're going to do some old and mix in the new, right. you know what I'm saying? Cause they have that, you know, that's the, you know, they got to be able to, to have yes. places to, to, uh, to work it out, to make it to where it can go, go into yes. the stadiums and, and, um, in the tours and stuff like that. Yes. And I love that edge, you know, comedy, you know, a lot of guys are kind of coming out with it now. It's a lot of guys that's been doing it, just ain't really got the accolades for it or the mm-hmm. appreciation for it. 
you know, um, oh, sorry. <laughs> I keep I keep kind of slide to the side. Maybe I should just point it to the side. I don't know. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but um, it's, you know, everybody, you know, wants to bring up, you know, Dave Chappelle and, um, you know, a lot of the guys that's kind of been doing it, uh, Bill Burr, you know, that just kind of take things to the edge. But it's a lot of little guys in these small spots that take it to the edge, but you just can't accept it from them because you don't know who they are or you don't know who you are, you know, or something like that. But I think the best, the, the best thing now is to be yourself and no holds barred, you know, just really get out there and put yourself out there and say what you want to say. And I think that's what's going to make people's material better. If they have no worries, if they have no, you know, restraint, you know, when they get mm-hmm. out there and do do their work, um, that's definitely the goal for that room is that we want to, you know, provide a place where, you know, we're not going to frown at your jokes. And, and, and the people that run the show kind of are the energy of the crowd. Like you are kind of who you bring to right. sometimes. And we bring a lot of grown folks, you know, because uh-huh. we, do, we do funk music and, and uh, earth, wind and fire and. Uh, Evelyn Champagne King and Gap Band, like we do those kind of songs. So when they come out to see us, it's some folks you might have seen down at the townhouse or something, you know, like at the little 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 spot, you know. Right. So yeah, so I I I definitely want people to um, be themselves and work on that material. We, you know, hey, do you? So let me ask you this: So who's been one of your favorites that you oh, that, that that didn't came? That yeah. they came in that you really didn't know. You didn't. You really didn't know them before they hit the stage. But after you seen them perform, they, they became one of your favorites. Uh, I didn't know uh, Henry Coleman. Oh my god! Yeah, I. You know, it's just funny. I I saw Henry Coleman at um Savoy. He did one of those little wheat thing. Yeah. I don't I didn't really remember his jokes or anything, but I knew it was something. I was like, it was a loud room. Nobody was really respecting what was happening, and I was like, it's just something told me. I was like, oh, he's pretty good. This was before I had the show. Mm-hmm. We had our band, and something went after the show. You know, I think Corey Holcomb was there and a couple other people, and I said to him, I said, um. Hey man, we got a music band. I don't even know why I said. I was like, "Hey, we got a music band. Um, follow our page, man. I love to follow you, man. You had a couple, you know, I liked a couple things you said." And he was like, "Cool." That was like in January okay. or December or something. And mm-hmm. then we didn't get the show until May. Right. I never thought about him. I never I didn't cross my mind about book cuz at that time we had a different partner. So I wasn't doing the booking. I was just having to show up and sing, which is cool, you know. And he comes. No, 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 no. He gets in the inbox because, you know, with me, I like to post on our music page about our show because it's our band, too. You know what I mean? A a smaller version, but it's definitely, you know, our same vibe. And he just got in the inbox and was like, hey, I'd love to do this show. And I was like, I know. I recognize this guy. I was like, oh, that's the guy from Savoy. Wasn't even thinking about it first show that I booked he was on and I was like this just, nigga crazy he destroyed that he just he just I was just like who who is this guy like you know <laughs> I, and, 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 and in, in my mind he was like you know yeah I'm touring with uh 
Cedric the Entertainer stuff right now, and and, and like I don't I don't know if he is now, but uh, he was just like, hey man, come out here. And I was like, this dude is one of the pettiest <laughs> niggas I know. <laughs> like I was like, man, like this dude right here is. It's, it's kind of crazy. And he got jokes, you know, he get on, he rag on his daughter, he rag on anybody, you know. Uh-huh. And, and but the ultimate is to rag on yourself. Because that's where the funny is, is in the tragedy, yep. you know. <laughs> and yeah, so, it's just funny, man. Yeah, I, knew, I didn't know Henry for some years now. I met Henry when I was living in uh, Memphis. Yeah. And um, Henry, yeah, since always, you know what I'm saying, yeah. Knew, I yeah. always had much respect for his yeah. company. Yeah, he's he's one of them under the radar cats that just haven't got that that that, that break pop. yet, mm-hmm. that 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 next level, you know, pop yet. And so, much love to Henry Coleman, man. Oh, yeah. That's one of, one of my dudes Absolutely. right there, man. Absolutely, Dude, man. So, I'm gonna get into this. Um, so before we we started the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. I really thought it was about to be a fight up in this bitch. <laughs> oh yeah, cause I recognize. I really did thought it was about to be a fight in this bitch. I, I was scared as hell. And uh, before the podcast, when uh, when Asia walked in here, my, my producer Keith, um, he uh, Keith, they, Keith, they, they, say they, they were Keith, man. they were talking, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it became the stare down, and I'm looking like, cause Keith, you know, what I'm saying. Keith, you know, he, he you know, he a play out here in these streets. You know what I'm saying? He <laughs> oh, he hey, got the I bitches. Believe, I, that's crazy, man. I believe it, he, man. He, he was, got the bitches. He's a little pretty little kid, man, too. You know what I'm saying? You know, he hey. over there with the good hair, good curly hair and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, he got subtle the bitches. Tattoos, subtle tattoos, so, you know. So when they stared each other down, I'm looking like, dog, she about to fuck this shit up <laughs> up in here, man. Duh. I was like, they about to she about to knock the I said, this nigga didn't call he didn't hit it and didn't call it back or something <laughs> but nah no, but uh man. it turns out they uh they known each other for a long for a long time they basically family they said i was like the, all, i was like we were like almost same age was like a, a like almost like a babysitter like i you know like just looking after him and his cousin and stuff man and he was so so nice so such a sweet kid man he really was yeah man like, he like, yeah, Keith, man. you can say something for yourself yeah, you man. Man, I, I'm just I'm just happy to be here, man. I'm just, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just I'm just happy out here, man. It felt, it felt like I've been I've been getting to know Brandon by listening to his show every week, right, right. You know, and then now I'm getting to see you. It's it's, it's, it's a beautiful time. It is. It really is, man. Because when I tell you, man, oh. hey, as kids, we we we've literally known each other, man, all our lives, almost. You know, at least you know twenty some years, man. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, is it on that? Okay, let's see what we can do with that. Trying to fix it, huh? The water bottle. The water bottle? Yeah. Can I use that? Yeah. Thank you. Let's see what we can do here. Push it. Up here? Is it still giving you something? I can yeah, get so, it Yeah, so sometimes if it's in a live, closer to the mix. There we go. Oh, okay. There it That's is. Good. There we go. go. All right. So, um, so yeah, so y'all, and, and you said, well, y'all said y'all, y'all from, from, um, no, I'm from Birmingham. Birmingham. You from right. LA? You're I'm from, from LA. Out no, you from LA. And my what? aunt moved out here a long time ago and met his father. My mother's sister met his father, and they started. They dated for almost twenty years. It was a, like, it was a, it was a very long time. Yeah, very like long at least fifteen, sixteen years, something like that. <laughs> okay. so I was an actual yeah. kid, and she used to really? come out and visit from Alabama. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, for like a week or so, I stay over yeah. there and stay with Sherry or whatever. My aunt, my other aunt. Okay. All right. Yeah, man, super cool. Interesting as hell. Oh, it is. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> uh, the world is small. It is because he got me scared to bring some, some girls in here now. <laughs> I'm. I one day it's gonna be a girl I come. I bring in here. Oh and, yeah, it's gonna be curtains. And as soon as he, soon as he turn around, she's gonna be like Keith, Keith. And he's gonna be like, oh shit. I'm gonna be like, oh shit. I got shit. him on my phone. I got him on my phone. It's doggy, doggy dog. She gonna say some wild shit. She'll be like, yeah, nigga. That's why I got video of you eating my ass, nigga. I'm be like, first of all, I'm be like, yeah, I need to. Um, first of all. I'm a change man. <laughs> Second of all, somebody probably do got to be eating their ass. So we're going to leave that alone. Oh, but, uh, yeah, man. He's uh, a doer. But um, I'm about to get into the, to the, to the first, first topic today. Um, let me ask, hey, do you have kids? No. You don't? So, no. okay. No so children. That, so that kind of, you know, might. I got a kid. Is that, that's not the same. I got a guy, baby. I mean, I, I uh, got kids too, but we got. Yeah. I'm. Uh, I'm about to be 33 in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. October 1st. Yeah. I'm about to be 33. Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> about to be 33, man. And um, I don't. I, I don't. And I. I talk to some. I don't have like all my my um older friends my age. You know, uh-huh. what I'm saying because I have a lot of comedian. I have a lot of uh. Fr- I have younger friends, mm-hmm. and I have you know a lot of associates, but they're younger, so they're not in. They're not in the same. Uh, mindset that I am in, and in, in also you know in in the uh, same point of life that I'm in. Right. So a lot of my older friends I grew up with that are that don't live here, they all um, basically are either in a serious relationship, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, or married, you know, mm-hmm. have kids and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, so as I'm getting older now, I'm starting to I don't I don't know if if it's natural or not, but I'm starting to get baby fever. Like I want kids, you know what I'm saying. Right. I want kids, and so. You know, I'd be like, you know, I can't wait the day I can be able to uh, buy my kids, you know, matching matching sneakers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, yeah. My, and tell my little son things that I know that he want he want to learn, and you know, I, I want that. You know, what I'm saying I want kids, and um, it just fit. But at where I'm at in my life, it just that just doesn't even fit right now. Mm-hmm. But by you not having kids, mm-hmm. do you do you do you feel a do little bit of that? Do you heat, get the the, the, the heat? heat? I'm gonna tell you, I I've been feeling the heat ever. Probably ever since my period started. <laughs> hey, no, 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 but for real, no. I'm an only child. Oh. So the focus of grandkids, you know, like the heat starts up top with uh-huh. women. You know, it starts from the family, you know, and the age and stuff. And then you start saying, hey, maybe I do need a kid. But I got saved by my mother. Getting getting remarried about two thousand, two thousand, and he's got kids, and she's seen all of them born, all the grandkids of them. So, kind of took a little heat off me, you know. Mm-hmm. But with me, um, every kid kind of now, like probably I'm thirty four. Um, probably every kid now, and I, I'm always in that. Oh, oh, look, look, he, he look, he just slapped his mom. Oh, you know, they just. I, everything is all about babies. Like I love babies. I don't know if I love kids, but I love babies. You know, and uh, but it, it's I I feel it. But everything in the back of your mind, especially with women, is like I got time. I got time. You know, I got time to have kids. You know, I don't have to do it right now. 
you know and and I do feel the pressure like I said as a woman and being um an only child you know my mom um she couldn't have uh, any children after me and so it's like it's nothing like your own grandbaby but oh those those step siblings saved me man oh. <laughs> oh they saved me man and and even you know they you know I have nieces and nephews they're super cute and they all live in uh Alabama but yeah man See, I, I, yeah, the pressure's there, but see, I have got kids, and um, I have got kids from um, in three different cities. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, so, and they all range at different ages. Like I just, like one of my good friends, he actually be here. This, him and his wife be here this weekend. Yeah, they just uh, had their baby in August, and I went down there to Dallas to see her uh, to see her birth, uh, baby Zoe. And I said, I'm the opposite. I'm I'm better with. Kid, older, you know, once yeah, you get oh, to that, yeah, like play that, age where you can throw the ball back. Kids, yeah, you know, I'm <laughs> I'm better with kids than I am with 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 newborns because it stays so fragile. I, I get, you know, what I'm saying it's scary. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? It's scary holding the baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you feel like one false move, you gonna do. You know, you know what I'm saying? Babies wrong. are really resilient. You know, babies are kind of resilient. You know, mm-hmm. and, and 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 I'm not saying, hey, you could just bounce them off the floor no 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 but babies are resilient like you know especially like when they um you know when they're first born and they come out and they rubbing them and doing all this you know shaking them up and doing all that and and they're a lot less fragile as you think you know like Uh it's just a a next situation but you know their bodies are are fresh you know like you they can really you know you know i ain't gonna say this and so yeah i'm good with the you know i'm i'm when they get to the age to where they can say, I want some juice instead of all this point. Oh, I yeah. Hate, oh, ah, man. Ah, 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 this, ah, that, oh, that, but they know how to say no. I think oh, that's, it might be one of the first words that a kid says. Yes. No. 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 And, and they're very honest. One of the most honest people in the world are kids. Yes. You know, they yeah, don't because say, they don't, because <laughs> they're learning um, uh, the the dynamic of the mother, father, and the older adult aspect mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. So when they're younger and they're saying no because they don't understand right. that dynamic yet, you know what I'm saying? So they they have no choice but to be honest because that's all they know, right. you know what I'm saying, at, right. at that point is I'm just telling you no because I, I don't. say what I observe. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think, and what's, uh, and what's also so funny is is that when they start getting, because um, I've seen this with, with Two of my uh, guy kids is when they get because they're so close and only a year apart, right? So they're so close, uh-huh. the brother and sister. They're so close. It's it's not even funny. Wow. But it's funny how once they got into the age of being able to really talk, mm-hmm. uh, when they uh when they start trying to want to cuss. Oh yeah. Oh, that is the funniest. Oh, the f- it's funny because it's all out of place and stuff. But some of them know how to put it in context. <laughs> you know, they drop something and say shit. You know, <laughs> we'd be like, wait a minute, who been saying that around this baby? I think the funniest you know? part is when they having a conversation between each other, and you pop in on them, mm-hmm. and they cuss, and then they look surprised when you see them. They be like. And that yeah. is the that is the funniest to me. Yeah, old to be that innocent they, again. Yeah, because you know? the thing about it is, is that they know they're not supposed to be saying it. So when you catch them, they looking like, looking yeah, like, yeah, like they didn't see the ghost. Deer headlights, like for sure. It's funny. My my mom, I never, my mom never cursed. Like never, never, never. And then the when I was probably like nineteen, the one time I heard her curse. 
she was telling me what somebody else said. Like she was just like <laughs> re- relaying a story that she heard. It was like, and then he said, dun, dun, dun. and even then she was whispering it like that. Like my mom was like in a church, man. And uh, I, I, she just never cursed ever, ever. See, <laughs> growing up, my crazy. Uh, see, growing up, my father um, passed away when I was seven. Okay. And so, um, so basically, you know, he's, you know, he was from, from birth to seven and then basically being with my mom. Right. So my mom was similar way. Like my mom didn't cuss. My mom wasn't into, um, smoking or doing drugs or anything right. like that. Right. So I didn't grow up in a household with that dynamic. You know, my father, right. he smoked and drank, but yeah. after he passed away, you know, we didn't have that in the household. Right. My mother even barely drank. Like all I remember yeah, growing up, yeah, the only thing I remember in the refrigerator was, was a box of wine. And yeah. I swear I never seen my mama drink it, but right. it, <laughs> yeah. So it was funny. it'd just be a box of wine. I know I ain't supposed to touch it. That's yeah. it. And so, um, and so that so that's so growing so growing that I was you know for me. And so, um, I really didn't you know hear my mama you know cuss anything. I just remember the first time she did. I was in tenth grade. <laughs> um, I don't remember what I did. I'm yeah. being honest. I don't remember what I did. All I just remember is my mama threw a shoe at me. And rolled up on me, and I was and listen to this, <laughs> listen to this. She rolled up on me, like I swear to God, like I owed her some drug money, and I was like, terrible. I was. You think you is? And my mom was every bit of five, three, five, four, one hundred and twenty pounds, Ooh-wee. and I and that was the most scared I ever been in my life. Wow. When my mama rolled up on me that day, and she was like, she. I don't, all I remember is she said, "I can't stand your ass." Do you, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you, I'm gonna send your ass to a boy's home, and I'm looking like, what the fuck did I do? I was tired, man. man I was, was tired, tired of it, man. She was tired of it. That's funny. And, I remember. Oh, go, go no, ahead. go ahead. No, I, I, you know what? What I remember, I remember like my worst ass whooping. Like that's that's what I remember. Oh, I still remember mine. I, I, I it was imprinted in my memory. My worst ass whooping. And uh, it's documented. We'll document it. Uh, I was in the second grade. And um, I was like, it's funny. I, and I will get to more of this later. But I was uh, almost like kind of a little child prodigy when I was mm-hmm. younger. And I was really good at like like the spelling and the math, like the, the English, all that stuff. Like I was always placing higher and very, very smart as a little kid. And... I wanted to be cool. Like, I had a couple of girls in my class. I ain't going to say y'all names. You know, I still remember now. But it was one that, you know, you always have that token bad girl, you know, that kind of coats her other little friends into doing Uh stuff. And there was a girl in our class that had um, a keloid on her ear. Mm -hmm. And um, it's funny, um... We didn't know what that was, you know. That's that's a titty on your ear, like we, you know, we don't know what oh, that yeah. is, you know. So she kind of talked us into it, you know. She was like, "Yeah, man, we didn't know." I know. I yes. I feel terrible, and and so I didn't know what it was, and I didn't care about it. But the the girl in my class was like, "Come on, let's write something on the bathroom wall, you know. Let's write right on here." Uh, Takara is a bitch or Takara has a titty on her ear or something like and I was the speller so I was assigned to write this stuff Takara has a asshole or something like just 
things that I don't. It was so out of context. Bruh. And I go, look, man. <laughs> I go up to the thing and I start writing it. Now, you know, when you're in second grade, the whole class goes to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. So they're all standing. We're all standing in a line against the wall waiting to go in like two or three at a time. You know, however many stalls is in there. So we go in there and we do that and come out like, of course, they're going to know it's us. There's nothing else in there. And man, listen, so we got caught. All of us got caught. I remember sitting in that in that in that office terrified not knowing what to expect and my mom came and she didn't say nothing to me from beginning to the time we got home nothing silence and man I got home got the beating of my life and it was so bad that she held me afterwards. She was like, she was holding me after. She was like, now you know not to do that no more. I was like, yes, mom, I know. And then the next day at school, I had to wash the walls with Ajax as a part. <laughs> you know, yeah, I had to, you know. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I, after that, I had to, um, you know, I had, that was their punishment for me at school. So I had that and nothing, nothing else. She never mentioned it again, didn't say nothing. And I excelled in school and stuff. She was like, you're too smart for this stuff, you know. You know, you, you got to stop doing that, you know. So no. it is what it is. I can stop it. Actually. No, we're good. Sure. Okay. No, the worst ass we've ever got from from my parent was my daddy. <laughs> I, was in I was in second grade, too. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I was. And so the elementary school was probably about 10 blocks away from, from my house. Yeah. So we just have to walk home. Yeah. So after school one day, one of my uh, one of my friends, you know, house was before mine. Mm -hmm. So we had walked, and then I walked to his house, and then I start walking back towards home. So mm -hmm. as I left his house mm -hmm. and start walking towards back home, all I see is my daddy driving up the street looking for me. All I seen was his eyes, as he rolled to the street, his eyes the locked white. with my eyes. Yeah. And all I heard was, Get your ass in the car now. And I'm like, okay. You know, yeah, at yeah. this moment, I didn't think I did anything wrong. Right. But once I got in that car, I'm like, I did something wrong. Mm -hmm. What the hell taking you so long to get home? Uh, then I'm like, I just, you know, just, I don't remember the, the boy name, but yeah. I just, I just walked to yeah. him. Who told you to walk to his house? All right. Turn around, get to the house. Tell me, he said, Get upstairs, take a bath. Ran ran bath water because we didn't have a shower. So we ran a bath water. So I get in the bath water, sit down. I'm thinking, you know, he just sit yelling at me. Send yeah, me to bed. Sit early, yeah. After about five minutes in that tub, I'm nice and soaked. Man, my daddy, my daddy was about six foot, about two something. He was kind of a little, you know, big yeah, guy. Yeah. And this is like I said, I'm in elementary school, so I'm little. You know, he came in that tub. Grabbed me by my leg, <laughs> turned me upside down, and spanked the shit out of me. Upside down? Upside down, spanked the shit out of me, wet as hell. All I know is I would never forget that ass whooping. Even, yeah. if, I, even if I get dementia, I'm not going to yeah. forget that ass whooping. <laughs> right, right. That is permanent. It's funny, Stone in my memory. It's funny. It's like I remember the ass whooping, and then I remember the biggest disappointment. Like like when you really disappointed your parents, you know, because oh, yeah. those are different. That those hit different. 
you know, it, it's it's like, you know, hey, man, you really, you really didn't do good this time. You know, like now you're old enough to know now you're getting into some disappointment, mm-hmm. you know. I, I didn't reach the disappointment level till I got out of high school. Yeah. That's when I hit the disappointment level. Mm-hmm. The dis the first time I, I I didn't disappoint my mom a few times. Yeah. You know oh yeah yeah I yeah was, yeah right yeah 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 those. I yeah. didn't really disappoint, but yeah, I think yeah, I have. the one that hurt that the first one I think was the one that really hurt her the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, was the one when I had to go to jail for thirty days. Oh. That one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hurt, that one hurt her the most because yeah. I never forget when when she had to come when she came to see me. I was, it was probably about two weeks in. I did 30 days. Mm-hmm. And so it was, on, and then it, it wasn't off no crap. It was, right. uh, it was off a t- off a uh, traffic tickets. Like, like in Michigan. Oh, wow. They would, they would lock your ass up quick for some traffic tickets. Oh, if yeah? you don't have got the money to pay them. Wow. They would lock you up. Yeah. Quick as hell. And so. They got a quota. <laughs> so, um, so about two weeks in, my mama came to see me and nigga, I never cried. I would tell you like this. I cried harder than I got that ass whooping. I was so ready to get up out of there. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> nigga, I'm sitting there between that glass, crying my ass off, telling my asking my mama to pay that bread off. Get me up out of here. Yeah. And she's like, I ain't got it. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. And all you seen was the pain in her eyes because she wished she could have got me up out of there. Yeah. But she didn't she didn't have it like that. Yeah. You know, I owe like fifteen hundred dollars. Right. And she was you gotta you gotta tough it out. God, man. Ooh, wee. Hey, I know you was hurt. I was hurt. <laughs> and then I think the uh, the second, and then I know for a fact the second time I disappointed her big time was uh, I was I was probably, I was in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. And this is when I'm still, I'm, I'm, I didn't know nothing. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, I didn't know yeah. nothing. And she, co- she co-signed to get me an apartment. Mm-hmm. And so um, I ended up, yeah, I ended up losing my job, mm-hmm. and uh, in that process of losing my job, I couldn't pay rent no more. Mm-hmm. I had no money, and she was, and so I ended up getting evicted out the apartment, and it was under her name. Oh, so that was the second big, uh, biggest appointment yeah. that I know I had. Now, right. them the two that I know of, top of my head. Right. I might have done some other shit that she was she was disappointed I, for, and a, I don't it's know. It's multiple ones. It, it, when you think about it, it is multiple ones, but ones that really stick out that hurt you to even bring it to her, those are the ones that will stay with you and kind of be at the top. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I guess mine was only like about six, seven years later. Like uh, second grade, boom, eighth grade. Let me disappoint her again, you know. No, but um, it was really small. We had this um, big trip to Six Flags. Uh, as, as kitties or whatever, seventh, eighth grade, and we had this trip to Six Flags. Now it was in Georgia because I'm in in Birmingham. Okay, so it's like a two hour drive. Yeah, I know. Okay? I used to live in Atlanta. Right, so it's a two hour ride. And what we do is, um, I have you know all my little best friends or whatever, and me and my best friend Ashley, we we ask them what time are we supposed to be back. At the main gate. Oh, well, we're supposed to be back at the main gate, right? And we know for a fact we heard like eight o'clock. You know, eight o'clock. Well, the time was five thirty that we were supposed to be back. So 
you're two and a half hours late coming back to the main thing, and they're all looking for us, thinking something happened to us, because uh-huh. we thinking we grown. We in the seventh or eighth grade. <sighs> now, you know, like, what, what, in what life would you have to be back at dark being a 13-year-old? Like, never, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we weren't thinking like that, and so we had to get on the bus with all the kids already on the bus for two and a half hours. They finally found us. And then we had to make that, you know, it's a longer ride because it's on the bus. So, you know, slower than them cars. So that's the long ride. We sit there with that. Then all the parents of every child on the bus has been out at the waiting spot for about three hours, too. Mm -hmm. So now you got to find out which kid is the one that's responsible for you being two and a half, three hours late, you know, to the meeting point and that really sucked and my mom and i think my dad were already divorced at the time and they both were there oh shit so i was like oh they got a united front to be my ass you know what i mean it's like golly you know we're together on this you know so that 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 was something that was something and then of course you know the, the 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 weed smoking you know when you get older but in alabama it's, you know it's in, 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 in alabama it's so taboo like you know it ain't nowhere near being legalized there right now but, you know and um you know so you have to kind of deal with that everything is um you know there's churches everywhere um it's 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 a different thing like even when I got in college I I was a a sports player so I played sports I played basketball through middle school high school college and so I never got into smoking or drinking or nothing like that because I couldn't like you know you working out and stuff just last thing on your mind Mm -hmm. and I had this study group with DeMarcus Ware you know DeMarcus Ware uh, the football yeah um we went to the same college Troy University and he was smoking at the thing. And I was like, hey, man, let's just try this out. So, and my mom, later on, you know, she started hearing about it, finding out. And those, those little minor disappointments here and there, you know, I, you know, I had been arrested before, you know, a little, little possession thing, you know, something that somebody would give you a ticket for here for a little bag we little tiny thing and they they'll send you to jail you know and you gonna pay like four or five thousand dollars you know for you know to get it off your record you know it's just it's a lot it's a horrible process but um so growing yeah, so you know i spent majority of my my life living you know in detroit yeah um i have lived in um i have lived a little bit in the south you know i lived a couple of years in memphis a uh, couple of years in Atlanta, but I never, so being in the, the hard, you know, saying the, the South South. Yeah. What is the racism like? Like I, I don't, per, um, I, I personally don't, you know what I'm saying? It's, 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 um, because I think I experienced it, you know, it's, we're constantly progressing as, as the years go on, even down there. We're constantly progressing. So I've I felt different phases of racism as I grew up. Like um, the school I went to, I went to a private school. 
Um, it was very, you know, Christian based. So they try not to really show you too much racism in those situations because they talk about Jesus and they talk about God. And they, you know, we don't want to appear like we're double tongued, which is what a lot of these conservatives are doing now, you know. But Birmingham is actually about 70% black. Yeah, I can believe that. We've had a black mayor for, I think, over 40 years in Birmingham Mm -hmm. alone. So that area, we kind of own it. The biggest city in Alabama is ours, kind of. You know what I mean? But because the governor, you know, Jeff Sessions came out of Alabama. Okay. Jeff Sessions was the senator for years. He was horrible, you know. Um, But it you experienced it differently. Like I, I dated a guy that was Hawaiian and white, and uh, for about four and a half years before I moved here. And the way he looked, he looked Hispanic. So they just kind of thought we, you know, he, he had Mexican. dark hair, brown. Just thought he was you know, me- yeah, he just Mexican. thought he was Mexican. He's Mexican, you know. And um, we dated for a while, and we experienced the looks and things like that they they try to make jokes like things that aren't fun like hey yeah uh, yeah girl let's get down let's do this you know they try to be down with you and talk you know try to get on your level and sometimes that's more offensive than you just telling me you don't like me because of blah 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 but i'm gonna tell you the biggest the biggest thing that I experienced as far as a racism thing um, when Trump was elected um, I'm, I'm a billiard I, I'm a billiard player like I said I play pool and a lot of the people that play pool a lot of the stars they're all you know white like like a lot of the um, people I play pool with or, you know yeah, like white people they, they were like my best the best of friends like I love yeah, they them can't so play, much they can't play real sports so yeah they gotta, they gotta go to pool <laughs> No, we got Michael Phelps and stuff now. We got some gold medalists out there, you know. It's a, but, but, you know, but I know what you mean. But I think it's mostly because of where we are, too. Uh-huh. Like, pool is a big deal. Like, you can get a lot of money playing it out there because it's not much else. Right. Um, but when he was elected, I, you know, okay, you elect him for your own reason. I know some black people that voted for him. Now, as time progresses and you get to see what type of person this guy is, and you still stand behind him, and it's like, hey, I don't like these people, but I like you. You can't have it both ways. Because my plight is the same as this Hispanic guy's, or the same as this black guy's. You know, even though um, I'm not trying to get over here illegally, you brought me here. You know, against my will. And now you want me to go or tell me to go back to my country if I'm a citizen. Like, we got a president telling citizens to go back to where they came from. You know what I mean? And so I felt a lot of discourse with people that I thought were my friends. And I never told them. I just separated myself. You know, people that would say things and, you know, mean things about black people around me. And I never really you know, like, came to them and said, hey, you know what you're doing is wrong? No, you grown. You know what you're doing. You want to do what you're doing. Is I cannot change you. And I experienced the racism or the covert racism amongst people that I knew and friends, not so much strangers. Strangers were the ones that lied to me in my face. You know, it's like, hey, no, no, yeah, yeah, you're good. And then the other ones are just like, you know, 
it, it, it was crazy. It was crazy. You know, I just lost a lot of friends silently because of, you know, the things that, that have happened. And it wasn't before, you know, it was like before, um, you know, the election, all that stuff. You have people that you think, you know, I don't ever want to do stereotypes just because you drive a pickup truck and got a southern draw. And you know what I mean? I, I never, I, they were like my family, man. You know, like my family. And we got Alabama in common. We got the football team. We got sports. We got drinking in common. We got this, you know. And then it really started creating those lines. Those lines start being drawn. And people start really being exposed. That's why a lot of people feel like this is the best thing for our country. Because it's really showing people who they really are, mm -hmm. you know. And so, yeah, man, that's racism. Oh. So I want to know this too about Alabama. Yeah. Because uh, everybody that uh, I grew up with, you know, that um, that moved from Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, mm -hmm. them from for some reason is them three states. I don't know. Oh yeah. I don't know know what it is about these three states. Yeah. But everybody that moved from there to Detroit growing up, uh -huh. what is the 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 uh, mindset of walking around the street with no shoes on? Walk around the street with no shoes on. I swear to God, they used to. I swear, my my. I have a cousin today named Dorsey. He's from 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 Birmingham, Alabama. Country is all get out. Used to every all the time, just walk up and down the street with no shoes on. Oh no! We'd be like, my dude, where are your shoes at? This how we do down south. No, nah. like, what you mean? No, nah, that ain't. No, 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 no. He might have told you he was from Birmingham, but he was from the outskirts. Cause uh, that ain't no. Uh, uh. Now we got. You know, it's funny. I've seen people, you know, do that. Like you know, at the club in a second. Like them girls take them shoes off and walk around barefoot, and it just don't add up because it's like you so protective about everything else, but you put your feet on anything and. I I'm a I'm a barefoot like my mom used to tell me these I I, I think it's a fake tale now I'm gonna tell my mom it's a fake tale now you wear you walk around with bare feet your your feet gonna get bigger if you keep walking around with no shoes on like it's gonna stretch your feet out like it's gonna make your feet bigger my mom used to tell me that so I never really wanted to get down with that at all like but i did it at home i do it at home a lot, i swear to god time. i swear uh, y'all i'm not lying my cousin dorsey oh, dorsey nah. stallworth nah dog one of the country's names that uh, you nah, ever find. like that shit ain't even sexy i can't even imagine a the girl they fucking she talking about get it dorsey dorsey I'm oh like, the even fuck? the name <laughs> like but uh <laughs> but we used to play basketball he'd be out there with no shoes on you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, and, and no other people, yes, and other people I know, I, other people I have, you know what I'm saying, that was, you know, associated friends over the years, that from down south, they used to walk around the, the, the neighborhood, no shoes on. I'm mm -hmm. like, what the fuck is this? Nah, man, I, I, I never did that. Like, nah, I'm too scared for all that. Oh, man, no. Yeah, man. That's crazy, man. But, uh, it's so, a lot of let me, so let me ask you, so, yeah. um, if you so if you were to have kids mm -hmm. the south or the west coast or you might know you know saying been around other you know other cities yeah where would you like to raise your kids you know i used to say like chicago man 
I loved Chicago. I don't know why I just love Chicago. Like maybe you, in the yeah, money. You, you mean as hell. Am I? Yeah, man. Why are you doing if that? If I say Chicago? Why are you doing that to your kids? I'm going to tell you. Like, you know when you picture raising your kids, you picture you have all the money in the world. You know what I mean? Like you don't picture mm-hmm. yourself in that situation. You know, or maybe in a uh in the hood or anything like nah, that. You always pi- I'm saying you always picture that. So if I that. say Chicago, I'm thinking like Hyde Park, you know what I mean? Pilsen, you Why know, you Schaumburg, you know, right around the sides, Why you know. Why are you trying to torture them? Why are you trying to put them in that eight, negative 18 degree weather? You know, <laughs> it's it's funny, man, with the cold, you're going to get the extreme heat or you're going to get the cold. Not They're, true. No? Not true. Like, um, like, some, Al- like Alabama has all the seasons. Yeah. We get snow. We get 100 degree weather. We get the leaves change, you know, um, all kind of stuff, you know. So, like. Uh, yeah, for me, my fa- me, I, where I, where I would love to to um, raise kids and mm-hmm. if, you know God bless me with it. My favorite city is Dallas. I've never been to Dallas. Oh, man, you gotta go. I never that's been my, to Dallas. That's my that's my Houston. But that's my 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 favorite. That's my favorite city. I hear I would, good things about Dallas. Yeah, you get you know say so yeah you get the heat you know what I'm saying but um, you don't get snow. You get colder temperatures. You know, saying you you might get colder temperatures in the wintertime. You get 20, 30 degrees. Uh-huh. But. Do you get the, tornadoes over there? They I lived in Dallas for two years and. the or the mo- hurricane. I no. Mean, no. Most, the most, like, when I lived there, when the, the last hurricane, hurricane that tore up uh, Houston. It was Ivan, I think. Hurricane Ivan or something. Yeah. yeah. One of them bitches. But uh, <laughs> um, it was crazy because. When it was going on, I never forget. I woke up to my to a whole bunch of text messages and missed calls, and I'm looking like, did somebody think I'm dead or something? And so I called people. They're like, "You okay?" Oh, and this and this, in. and I'm looking like, "What is y'all talking about?" Because I'm be honest with you, like I didn't know nothing about no the hurricane. Because and because Dallas and Houston is four hours apart, and Dallas is north is basically almost North Texas. You know, what yeah, saying? it's like so, northeast, huh? Yeah. yeah, and so you don't. So we're not near the coast. So you so yeah we didn't get none of that. The only thing right. we got was some rain. You know what I mean? Right. We got some rain, and so I was like, um, so yeah. So I was people was tripping, talking about you okay? This and I'm looking, I'm fine. I don't know what y'all are talking. About. I'm about to go outside and walk the dog. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so for me, yeah, you get you know what I'm saying you get hotter temperatures within the summertime, but the winter time for me is where I don't get no snow. That's for me. You know, yeah. I grew up in snow. Fuck that shit. I'm gonna tell you that cold weather when that that wind chill sometimes oh, yeah. worse than snow. Yeah, and that's what we got in Alabama. So I'm able to kind of handle yeah. like when people say it's 65 here, like in the winter. I'm like, okay, you know, but that's kind of cold now. Like now that I'm, my body's adjusting to this Cali thing, I'm like, they put a jacket on. It's 68 degrees yeah. outside. Like, <laughs> like when people say that, they be getting, they be, I be, you know, I sometimes be joking, but I be kind of serious. Same time is that. It'd be 60 degrees, and it's one thing for me. Is I understand it's, it's it's a little cooler for me. That That's the best word for it's cooler. Mm-hmm. Not this, oh, my God, it's freezing outside. I'm hateful because of it's Chicago. Freezing. Yeah, you think they walking that. around. They walking around in, in fur coats and shit, uh, scarves and skull caps. Talking about it's freezing outside. You don't know what the fuck freezing is. <laughs> you 
Just yeah. imagine. Yeah. Just imagine standing outside of the bus stop and it's negative nine degrees and the wind blowing. That wind is so listen to this. It's so cold. Yeah. To where when the wind blows, it literally feels like it's a knife cutting you cutting you. That's how that's how yeah, cold it is. It is. Like it really feels like it's sudden cutting yeah, you. Like dry ice. <laughs> yeah. Just imagine not being able just imagine not being able to feel your fingers and toes. <laughs> you really feel like you walking on your ankles. Like you that's how cold it is. And that's so that's that's my difference. It's like I understand, yeah, like one person told me one day we went to uh we was going to IKEA and it was like seventy five degrees. And they running out the car. I'm yeah. looking like, what you working for? Somebody, it's cold out here. It's yeah. 75 outside. That's Talking a Cali about, native anything, right there. Anything under 80 is cold. Like, y'all so goddamn spoiled. I think I think about when the place is with the type of people, too. I love people from Chicago. Like, I've always gotten along with those people. And, you know, and even if I was to do it in the South, maybe Nashville or something like that. But Nashville gets a lot of snow, too. They get some bad cold weather, too. Mm-hmm. But I, I like that, and, you know, I guess I never really thought about, like, the ideal place because I haven't really been in the middle of America. Like, I haven't been in, like, Utah or Denver oh, I've been or any of those. Or, you know, I always wanted to go to one of those Dakotas or something, you know. Utah is actually what's so funny about Utah. I've been to Utah once. Mm-hmm. Man, is you serious? <laughs> what is it? What is it? This, you got to look at <laughs> Show the video, nah. This, this is like a classic YouTube video okay. from about Detroit. Can you see it? They look like church, like church choir. This has always been like. Oh, I love uh, a good flat singing hook, man. This <laughs> remind me of uh, this rap group I used to like back in the day, the Ghetto Twins. The Ghetto Twins, man, they had this song called Responsibilities. And there was some hood, ratchet stuff happening. Oh, I believe oh, it. Oh, man, because I came up with the, you know, the No Limit, you know, Mia Mia X, La Chat, you know, 3-6 Mafia. Oh, uh-huh. man, those are my favorites. Project Pat, oh, man, see, forget you, about it. See, you hate me because... <laughs> I, I'm not. You don't a, like them. I'm not a fan of, of down south rap. I, you know, to, down for two south. reasons. Yeah, man. For two reasons. Reason why I'm when I listen to when I listen to hip hop, I'm a lyrics person first. Number one, and then two, some cats that like, for example, like Big Crit. We use him for example. Mm-hmm. I give Big Crit. Can he rap? Yes. But I can't listen to him because of the strong southern accent cue the booze again we got that booze <laughs> so it's hard for me to listen to him because i can't understand him uh, okay okay you know what i'm saying uh, you know, but yeah. th- but like three six months stuff nah it's just not lyrical they oh, just I, so i don't let I don't me listen tell to you him. let me tell you those be- <laughs> those artists are 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 doing the art that you study now that is comedy and 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 i'm gonna tell you it's like even with what they say like with the chicken head and all that stuff and then the genius behind all of that those guys are 
they were on a different wave. Like they had bars and they had punchlines and they had no care. Like, you know, I'm saying, I'm saying, okay, Lil Wayne and all those people, I don't listen to Lil Wayne. all those people, I'm saying Lil Wayne, all those people, they are responsible for the most famous trap rappers that are out right now that are getting all the money, getting all the accolades and people like them, like, uh, Migos, um, um, it's a what's it? Um, the baby, and you know all those guys that come with these um, these rap lyrics. Wayne was like one of the first guys to have metaphors, metaphor rap. He, no, he was one of he was one of the first guys in my generation that came out with metaphor rap that was saying my. Uh, blue and yellow wrist look like a Denver jacket, Denver nugget jacket, you know, like stuff like that. I mean like that, like to really compare in my generation and where I was from new Orleans, that dude, he was doing that at 13, 14 years old. We forget how young he was when he started. And he was the guy that had like that whole hot boys thing was a metaphor. You just speaking for down South. I have to. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, there we go. Yeah, but, okay, I'll but, give you that. But I, but I also think he was one of the first guys that, that was the trailblazer for it and that got recognition for it and clout for it because those guys up north and on the East Coast or even with the West, whatever, they were talking about their lives and stuff like that and in certain ways and they had stories and they were able to put it together in a lyrical sense where you know it is it was not not necessarily catchy but smart um um intellectual but it still made you engage in their story but the first guy that took out the storylines and put in the punchlines was little Wayne yeah. I- that took out that that was not doing the you know like he was the guy that would take you down the road of you know like um, man if you don't take that shit out I'm but, 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 I'm about to edit I'm editing that shit let's see it's funny no but no but we don't the, sing no praises about Lil Wayne no, on but, here no but he was the first guy that did that hardcore comedic rap. It was comedic rap, and I can't think of anybody else. If you correct me, I can't think of anybody else that that was really doing that in the beginning. What these guys are doing now, talking about their wrists is I icier than a glacier, or this or that, like comparing their lifestyles to objects. Have you never heard of Biggie? Biggie wouldn't do it. Biggie was a lyricist. Biggie told stories, yeah. and every now and then he put and in gave a you metaphor. Hell of, no, he gave you hella metaphors. The metaphors weren't silly. They weren't silly. He his metaphors made sense. Yeah. And you, you if those guys aren't making money now, not not the real money that they should be, not getting the same accolades that they should be. The guys that are really. Getting what they're doing is they're incorporating lyricism with metaphors now. Like they're kind of doing, you know, they're telling a little story. Metaphor stories. Yeah, metaphor stories, you know. But, you know, Biggie, you know, Biggie, 
His intellect was was different, man. His intellect was different, and that is not a a diss at all. But what I'm saying is, the first guy to make funny, catchy rap was Lil Wayne and them dudes, man. And funny. You know, all, but if see, also too, if you want to say if you're trying to go funny catch rep, then you forget about Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent was after Lil Wayne. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. I can promise you that. I can promise you that. Uh, if you want to go, star. if you you want to go off of the style, I'm talking about the style. I'm not talking about as in it uh, wasn't commercially. 50. No, it wasn't Fifty. It, it, I'm gonna tell you, bling bling. Every time I come around your city, bling bling. Fifty ain't worth piggy ring worth about fifty bling bling like. That was way before that that um, G Unit wave. No, we're talking. I'm talking about before G Unit. What well, was 50, what, what was, was the year? It? Look, look up. What was the year that um, How to Rob came out? And um, yeah. yeah, and um, so like, but but also like what I'm saying is, you know, Lil Wayne started so young, man. Yeah, he like, started really what was young. it? Cash Money really started with '96. 95, 96? I actually don't know that. Don't know that. But, um, you know, and then along came those soldier boys and all that. Yeah, you like, know, the I'm dance all, rappers, the dance, yeah, you know. Like, I'm all, always. and all that. You know, I'm always being uh, a New York. Uh, uh, New York, uh, Chicago. So, uh, <laughs> 50 Cent came out with How to Rob in 99. Okay. But back then, that's when uh, they was taking over for the nine nine and the two thousand in yeah. that same year. So they yeah. was yeah right yeah. right right, right. Yeah. taking over for nine nine two thousand. <laughs> yeah, taking over nine nine two thousand. But um, yeah, I always been a like Brooklyn Harlem has always been my favorite. Uh, where all my my favorite rappers basically came from. You know, I like those guys. Um, a lot of they stuff, man, would sound the same, man. They oh, would, no. you know, uh, you know, I. I like, I do like the, and I don't get me wrong, like, Remy, Kim, like, I, I love them, Nikki, all yeah, Cardi, York, like, I, New York, I, Chicago, Philly is, like, I, my three favorite hip-hop cities. But it's like, and Jay, you know, but, like, how can I say it? It's like, every time I heard them, I always hear a sample of some like what you're saying like with that high pitch they would speed up the song and you would hear like a like when he did through the wire with the shaka khan mm-hmm. it seemed like every up north rapper had a sample of an old school song in their hook mm-hmm. you know what i mean and then it would come back with the same you know you know like i like jada kiss you know and i like uh um, you know, uh, what's the guy um, from the Locks? Styles P. Yeah, like I like a lot of those guys in Talib, you know, and but it's it's a whole nother monster down south. And it, like one thing I, I, I one of the things that that the down south hip hop has been um, that's been one of their you know uh, staples is the the beats is the louder um, beats. You know what I mean? The, the better, better the beats. Dense. I won't say that, but oh um, come on, man, come on, man. But the well, you re- at the but club, you can't bounce to but that. What I didn't, what I didn't like was the beats were louder for to me, and I might be wrong, the but lyrics? this is to to hide the lyrics. 
No, I think that we're dancers. We are dancers, and we are all about the music. And sometimes that can get lost, but I don't think it was to hide. I think it was what their priority was. And if and their priority was the music, and then, you know, we'll think of words to put in it with it later, like Pastor Troy and uh, like, the Young Bloods. Like I'm, I'm telling you, like, the, it, it was some guys, like, the, all that music is actually, for me, responsible for the sustainment of hip-hop and maybe its demise. Because a lot of people, like you said, they would minimize their lyrics because they would only have to say these few little things to kind of get the crowd going. But though that whole wave kept it going after the greats died. After the greats died, people wanted some feel-good something happening. And it's a reason why... People like Jay-Z went to the corporate world and did all this stuff and maybe made music sometimes because they felt like people weren't valuing the lyrics so much. So they're like, okay, let me, you know, see how I can get behind, you know, this singer. Let me get behind this. Um, And then that's when rappers start being singers. And Ellie started, came out with the country grammar. And, you know, and and that dude. I did. I did. Even with that, it's the wave of people. They changed. That man sold what seventy million records, sixty million records. It's mm-hmm. crazy, Nelly. Yeah. And it was just because I think the wave of people they wanted those punchlines. They wanted the fun rap. They didn't want to talk about how they, you know, you know, moms, moms was here. You know, moms had us cold. You know, sitting by the road, but I came up and then, and then now I'm gonna fly now and get down. You know, like people didn't want to hear that no more. People wanted mm-hmm. to hear out there slanging with these things, praying that I don't get cut by the police chicken ass jumping out and shaking nuts. Like that's what people wanted to hear about these jump out boys, these police coming and all that stuff. And the New York rappers did do that, but not from. But not from, uh, 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 what you call it, um, uh, uh, not a victim standpoint, but not from a, a defendant standpoint, you know, and and people really were raw with their truths, you know, like, hey, you know, I, everybody knows that three six and and Juicy J all the dudes talk about robbing, doing all that crazy stuff they used to talk about, but I think. They brought that. They put the dirty back in the rat. They put. They made it grimier. They. They had an original style. They had. It was original. And for me, a lot of those guys were mimicking. Like in New York, were mimicking who they wanted to sound like. And there was nothing that separated them. Some guys, like in New York, I couldn't tell who was who. Because they were so busy trying to be somebody else. There can be only one Jada Kiss. Yeah. There can only be one, you know, like, you know, different. They all have their different sounds. Yeah. It's like, like some. Like, let me ask you this. Not, mm-hmm. not to cut you. I'm sorry. No, no, no. no. But please, let me say please. this. It's like, but also, too, do you think that because it's, you know, I mean, it's, it's we've reached the era of, because hip hop is still young. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're reaching the era where you're starting to see longevity. For certain for certain artists in hip hop, do you think also too when you when you practice the music of just the dance music, not really caring about the lyrics? Do you think um, because over time 
your career is not going to grow because because you're making music for that time in that age group. Mm-hmm. So when yeah. so if you're making music for that time in the age group at 20, mm-hmm. at 40 years old, you're you're in a different mindset. You're yeah. you're going chicken head. You're not going to want to listen to that. Now, I'm not saying everybody, but the masses. Do you think because we can go because you know you always had you know you you had uh, southern rappers that were on in the '90s that don't have prominent careers now, mm-hmm. but a lot of the, but some but 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 a lot of artists that have that that are more lyrical based and more story time based still have you know same you know, vibrant careers going in 2019. Um. Yeah, as far as, like, the songs and stuff, like, with Chicken and all that stuff, it's always, go like, somebody start playing that, people get hype, you know what I mean? Like, it's, but it's, it's like calling back a joke that you loved mm-hmm. and saying it again because it was so funny then, yeah. you know? So that, de- the songs definitely have the longevity, maybe more so than the artist. Do I believe that songs like um, Suge or... Bodak Yellow will be huge in 20, 40 years. Probably not. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because of what they're saying. But Master P yeah. was one of the, uh, you know, his. they they had some minimal stuff that they were saying and doing, like Sip the Shocker and all that. Like Mystical was very well. He no. had a lot of personal issues. But uh, what I'm saying is he found a way outside of rap, and mm-hmm. he's got – uh, enterprise it was and he a, was one of the guys that was really on you know mr ice cream man you know like <laughs> all that stuff was very trivial you know in the lyrics and stuff but he found a way around that he is like like a little down south jay-z for us you know what i mean mm-hmm. but what you were saying as far as sustaining longer careers i think those guys are getting on those commercials they're doing their endorsements um, do I think that they can make music that can be sustained? Yes, some, you know, some can, I think some can do it. I'm going to tell you, Migos, Migos got some nice stuff. They got some nice stuff, man. Uh, no, uh, I think they got Keith, some nice stuff. Keith over here, he love that, he love that shit. He know I hate it. But see, the thing is, yeah, but but like, this this is what you have to do. They hate it. What we was coming up with back then, the older people mm-hmm. that were like, you know, 50 and 60 when we were 20. Yeah. You know what I mean? They hated our stuff, too. Uh-huh. And some, somehow, some way, and even now, like, it's a lot of the new rappers I cannot stand. Like, I, it's some, I don't, uh, if I could think of the name later in the show, I would say them. But I, it's some people that I know don't have that that foundation or that lyricism, you know, that that staying power with their music. And I know that. And they just going to ride the wave, try to get that little money and be out. But there's some guys that have made this trap music lyrical for themselves. Like, it's some quality control little records and stuff that I like that are really good, man. And when you listen to them, they have what they feel is is lyrical to them because that's i'm telling you social media changed everything oh yeah 
and it even changed how they write. It, it it changes how you write. It changes how your your music is accepted. It changes so. It changes the money you make. It's some people that make money off Instagram only. Uh huh. Instagram and YouTube. <laughs> when they when Instagram said we about to start taking these likes off here or the follower, what did they say? They, they yeah, they gonna take the likes off. It's some people that's gonna suffer, and uh-huh. that's your fault because you don't have a life. Or a career beyond likes, you know what yeah. I mean. But and that's one of my favorite songs too. Love that song. Kanye could do no wrong after. Well, I mean, before eight oh eights and heartbreak, eight oh eights and heartbreaks on down. I'm with everything after that. I don't know, man. I don't well, know. Not the whole album, anyway. Yeah. Graduation is one of the best. Uh, oh no, he college went, dropout was the best. He went on a, a he went on a, when he Ye started. He went on the hot streak, and then he, he he doesn't he has he hasn't made an album like in the beginning. I admit that. Yeah, um, it's still some of the n- new stuff that he didn't drop. I, I like some of it. Um, he just I, I I can't even speak for that cat. He's just nah. you know you know a whole different plateau. I now. think a lot of personal things changed his perspective. On, on life which will change your art in some ways like things that happen to you personally mm-hmm. you know losing people losing life losing friends thinking that you you know like the the tiff between him and jay you know i think a lot of things can trigger somebody and send them in another direction now i gotta wear this red hat and go to the white house yep. now you know what i mean now i gotta you know i gotta do this and this and and try to get it back, you know, the Kid Cudi, you know, all that stuff, all that, you know, drama and stuff like that can trigger a guy that's already not quite, you know. So it's sad to watch sometimes, but we always have this song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, well, I want you to uh, cue up something for me. Uh, give me... Let's go. Let's go. Uh, what's the name of the song? You told me a year ago, front and no, yo, I wouldn't wanna know. If somebody would have told me a year ago, it'll go get this difficult. And like Katrina with no FEMA, like Martin with no Gina. First class with the seat back, I still see ya. Meet me or what's free? And cue up J verse. Yeah, then we gonna crack that Project Pat after that. No, I'm just playing. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I ain't no Project Pat on here. We can, we can play. We can no, play some no. Project Pat. I, I don't no, know. Man, I don't no, know none no, of the Project no, Pat no, songs, no, no. but you know him. But you just you know a few uh, of them. Just didn't know what it was him. Uh huh. Like uh, Juicy is behind all of that. Juicy Juicy J no. is it, you know Juicy J is Project Pat's brother. They're brothers, okay. yeah, but but he was behind all that Oscar stuff now, and it's, all that. It's funny now. Now, one thing, like when I was living <laughs> in Memphis, mm-hmm. you cannot talk about Project Pat in Memphis in a bad way. You mean in a bad way? Oh no! Nah. Oh uh, no! Nah, you cannot talk talk what about that. What they call them. North yeah. Memphis and all that other yeah, so, areas? Oh um, no, nah, man! That and who else in uh in uh oh he the one cat I think he's just so trash. But uh from Memphis the 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 the, the newest. Popular dude from Memphis. Um, 
know, Young Gotti. Is that his name? Yo Gotti? Yo Gotti. Really? Oh, yeah, they love him down there. You know, Yo Gotti, man, Yo Gotti was cool. And I, I liked his stuff in the beginning. You know, that racket up was kind of cute that he did with uh, Nicki. I like that. You Dog, know? you listen to that song, I'm literally like. Oh, no, that, that's not that's not his best work. Is, but I was like, what the fuck is you talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah, man, but that's what's happening. Um, Keith, you got a charger? I think I. Oh, you know what? I think I brought. Oh yeah, yeah. Bring that, bring that back a little bit. Little back. One more. Right. This verse right here. Okay. Of the free with the blacks enslaved. Three fifths of a man, I believe, is the phrase. I'm 50% of Duce and it's dead free, yeah. 100% of Ace of Spade, worth half a beat. Uh. Rock Nation, half of that, that's my piece. 100% of title to bust it up with my cheese, uh. Smokes, my niggas won't ever work together. You run a checker, but they never give you leverage. No red hat, don't Michael and Prince me, yay. They separate you when you got Michael and Prince's DNA. Uh. One of these house niggas you bought my house like a resort. My house bigger than yours, my spot. Come on, man. My route better, of course. We started without food in our mouth. They gave us pork and pig intestines. Shit you discarded that we ingested. We made the project a wave. You came back, reinvested and gentrified it. Took niggas sense of pride. Now how that's free. And the people stole the soul and hit niggas with 360s. I ain't got a billion streams, got a billion dollars. Inflating numbers like we po be happy about this. We was praising Billboard, but we were young. Now I look at Billboard like, is you dumb? To this day, Grandma afraid what I might say. They gonna have to kill me, Grandmama. I'm not their slave. <laughs> Check out the bazaar. Rapping style used by me. The HOV, look at my hair free. Carefree. Niggas ain't there free. Enjoy your change. What's your employer name with the hairpiece? I survived a hood. Can't no shot time rob me. My account's so good. I'm practically living tax free. Factory, that's me. Sold drugs, got away. Scott free. That's a C, C, E, copy. Kill free. Steal me and expect me to not feel away to this day. You would say, y'all kill me, sucker free, no shucking me. I don't job turkey. Say happy Thanksgiving shit, sound like a murder to me. Smoke free, all of y'all. But that right there, at 40 plus, still giving these niggas the business. That's, I agree with that, yeah. Still I mean, giving hey, niggas the business. It's, 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 it's hot. It's hot. It's, 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 hot. it's some hot stuff right there. Play, go ahead, play, play what? Well, like I said, I don't know. Anyway, play, oh, oh, play, any, play, play some, Lil Wayne. I mean that that's what, we're, we're that's that's what, there's no comparisons that we doing but no ain't no comparisons diff, but it's but, no comparisons in the sense of like what people consider you know their storytelling you know like with the Carter like let's see what song huh. uh, who is Danny well well Keith, Keith no he you yeah, know yeah 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 he, yeah. he a little Wayne you know saying uh fan over there. Hey man, Lil Wayne started trap music, man. Lil Wayne and uh Jeezy. Really, Jeezy too. <laughs> oh, that's old. Shut me up. 
harder than she let us in. We take all of your shit. And when you wake up, she help you try to find it. I love her. I be with bitches. That be with bitches. That be with niggas with riches. I tell her, get him. She say, I got you. I say, no bitch. I say, get him. And they so pretty. And they hell lengthy. He hit it and sleep on her titties. And she give us the worry. Come through with their cages. The stick up. She scream like a victim. Now like you feeling so silly. I smoke color purple. I'm up in here feeling like silly. Ooh. Nappy as dress. What's that you say? Watch your mouth, Millie Vanilli. Ooh. You can get snakes. You can get faced. I'll buy the bitch that you feeling. Cause you thought she was an angel. That bitch ain't no angel. I treat her halo like a frisbee. And you tell her your business. She tell me your business. You tell that bitch what you feeling. All of the beans you be spilling. To you, she like through her tea cavities feeling. She know where you had it. Tell me where it's hidden. She know when you gone. Tell me. Me when the visit, we breaking your home and take the specifics in me while the bitches on vacation with them so she don't get blamed. We don't snatch chains, we find out addresses, and we don't leave messes. You'll only know that it's gone when you check it. Then your first thought is to start second guessing. She say what's wrong, he say nothing, keep resting. She say what's missing, how you know something missing? He scratched his head, she say get back in bed, and she gave him some head, but you can't trust them bitches. Then she say, ooh, I see niggas in this bitch starting popping bottles, getting drunk with these bitches, and when they leave, nah, nah, I heard that one. I hadn't heard that one. I like the um, the uh, from that first um, maybe the first Carter. I like you know it, it's so funny, man. These guys. Jay is talking about you know the Billboard all this stuff. Like a lot of them guys can't talk about the things that Jay talk about. No, I, you know too. Of, of course, and, and that's, that's why I was of, saying of with course, that. Yeah, I, I know that. Right, and even when Jay wasn't at the peak, he was he was still good you know he still was rapping and moving his way around what his life was then too mm-hmm. and it was really good um i think it's hard to take away from guys that talk about their experiences because it's so um it's not intellectual what's happening so we can't say that it takes away from the intellect of the person you know, mm-hmm. or what their lyrics are. You know, um, if 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 I dealt with a lot of chicks that rob and then go hang out with the girl and then look for your stuff, like that's my life and that's what I'm talking about. And so that's why the people around them are like, yeah, I know some chicks do that too. Can I um, relate to Doucet and, you know, like I, I can, you know, and, and McLaren and all that. Like I like when I hear it. Uh-huh. You know, and even then, like even with the even with the hood niggas, like when they talk about money to the ceiling and, you know, and and keys going for this much, you know, and you can get it for this if I give it to you for that. Like, I can't relate to that, but it's still closer to my wheelhouse of life. You know, like I, I, yeah. I feel on that because that's why I'm also a big Drake fan. Like, I, Drake. Drake. Drake ain't in that. Drake ain't in that. And then. Tough, you know. No, I'm oh, not saying. saying I'm oh, saying. Saying. <laughs> I'm saying the relatability. Uh huh. Yeah. That's yeah. why I fuck with Drake so much. Yeah, Drake is Drake is you very know? relatable and for the top and the bottom. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, for I fuck, sure. I fuck with Drake a lot, for and sure. uh, and I fuck and I guess the Jay is, is under you know to me is greatest of all time hands down. But um, reason why I over the years I grew more towards him is because of just like things that he was just talking about in that verse and just period talking about growth and want to want more out of life and talk and, and being able to talk different situations. It directs towards my mindset of what I want, you know what I'm saying? And so I feel him a lot, you know what I'm saying? Of things that, that he's talking about. 
And um, so that's you know, hip hop is is that's one of the biggest things is that when I when I because it's not it's a lot of, it's cats in New York and stuff that I don't listen to. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah. but it's more of when I listen to it and lyrically, you know, saying do I have do I relate? Not directly, personally, all the time. Because, nah, I never pushed no weight before. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I don't know none of that we shit. You can't relate to none of it, really. You know it's what I mean? Crazy. You know what I'm saying? I don't know none of that. But it's just the relatability to the artist, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, that I have. Mm-hmm. Just It's similar to, like, when you watch a TV show. Like, be, that's best example was, like, um, I'm invested with the characters of power. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a show yet. I, I know. Okay. I, so I, I have listen, a lot of little shows so, I've been watching. So, listen so here. I got to catch up. Before I finish, but when you leave here today, I want you to go outside and in on the street on Venice and just let a car hit you. <laughs> Come on, man! And then for power. And then when you get up for power. Then when you get up, you go home and you watch Power. So uh, now let's get nah, back to nah. this. Yeah, because um, I might have to be like yeah. like out of my mind to watch it. You're right. Yeah. No. <laughs> Whatever. No, I'm trying to. I'm no, trying I, to. Get, I hear no. good things about it, so but you, I'm gonna tell you what I'm on right uh-huh. now. I'm on um because it's coming out with our final season or not hour. I'm saying hour like it's a family thing. Uh, How to Get Away with Murder. Never watched it. That show is one of the best shows I've seen, and I'm the whole Breaking Bad. I know all these shows are really good. You never and watched all that Breaking stuff. Bad. No, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, oh no, okay. no, no! I definitely seen that. Okay, I did see that. Um, but like Game of Thrones, I've never seen that. Nah, Nothing like that. But you know, like I like shows like that. I just got into uh, Blacklist. I just kind of started that. Um, I kind I fell off of Blacklist yeah. because it, it started getting Repetition. worn out. But the beginning, yeah. mm-hmm. the first couple seasons mm-hmm. was was good. Yeah, that's but, where I met like the third or same, but second I, season. I kind of I fell off of it. You know, what I'm saying of a Blacklist. Like it got redundant. Yeah, it was kind of like. Is is this bitch the daughter or not? You know what I'm saying? You need to see. All right. You, know. you need to see um yeah, how to get away with murder is is one of the, one of the better shows. But um you said something and it, it took me away from what you're saying music. Oh, stand up. TI, can we cue that? But uh why you doing that? Lil Wayne's verse. But um or, or whatever. No, whatever. But uh what I was saying was um like I'm invested in the characters of power. Mm-hmm. So when I, so like for example, like when I, you know, what I'm saying if I see them, if I see, oh, Omari Harwick in the street, nah, nigga, you ain't no Omari, you ghost. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You, you your character. You know yeah. that's how invested I am into it. Oh, but okay. like, um, but like I tried, like my all my friends have been trying to get me to watch Snowfall. I heard it's good. I, I watched, did hear that's good. I watched four episodes of it. And didn't like it? And didn't like it. Really? I did not, could not get into it. I heard I couldn't, that it was pretty good. I couldn't, in, like, I'm watching it, and I just couldn't get with the characters. Yeah. And it was like, and so one of my friends, BT, he's he like, man, watch the whole season. I'm like, I'm going to try to, but the four episodes, I watched the first four episodes, and it was boring to me. Mm-hmm. It was like, it, it was boring, but... I'm saying once I get a little bit more time, I'm gonna finish watching the whole season. If if I can't, if something don't grab me, then I'm I'm good. Head over to How to Get Away with Murder, and I like that show because they give you the cliffhanger first, mm-hmm. and they show you, and then like it'll it'll kind of be a little uh, taxing to kind of pay attention to what's happening, you know, in the, near the beginning that because you're getting to know the characters because you know the first episode is always the pilot yeah. so they kind of compile everything and just to get you going the right. first time and they like to show the cliffhanger first like who died or what happened first and then take you back 
okay. three or four months later. And sometimes they show the cliffhanger is always something different. Like the cliffhanger could be, you see that this girl is dead, but but you're looking like you're the person that's doing it. Uh -huh. All you see is hands. You don't know whose hands it is. It's got gloves on. So the, the cliffhanger is who's the killer. Uh -huh. And then the next one is, oh, I see Viola is looking at somebody past a sheet. You don't know who the dead person is. Sometimes you don't know who the killer is. Sometimes you don't know who the dead person is. That's why uh -huh. I like super cool that way. It's like, really good. Really good. Um, like, like I, and then also, too, like I like girly shit. So like, uh huh. Well, I'm like, in, so like, I'm into like being Mary Jane. You know, I heard that was pretty good too. I um, think I seen like a few, two or three episodes of it. I didn't follow. Like, but I used to like one of my one of my favorite shows, mm -hmm. and you better not laugh. One of my favorite shows all time. Do you remember Single Ladies? Yeah, with Lisa Who, Ray. Yeah, I never saw it though. That was on um <laughs> VH1. Okay. I I couldn't I miss I couldn't miss an episode of that show. I did I did I saw the advertisements for that show, but it was a lot when they were coming out with all these stiletto and murder. And I, was that. I was so I was I was so it was uh Lisa Ray. Um, you was in that? What was uh what's um Dame Dash sister name? Um, I don't know. The other uh Dash girl. Not Stacy. Stacy Dash. Really? Yeah. She was in that. She uh, yeah, was I in ain't that. supporting none. She in, no. but <laughs> and she uh, she ended up. She was one of the main characters on the show, and she ended up leaving the show because she got, I guess, got into a riff with uh, the with network. some of the characters, oh, okay. with some of the other um actors on the show. Yeah. But yeah, that was one of my favorite shows, and it, it was on at the time when I was living in Atlanta, mm -hmm. and so it was just and it was based. The show was based in Atlanta, so I, I love that show. Couldn't yeah. miss that episode. But yeah, I love all that little girl stuff. Yeah, I I like um. I like the horror horror ones. Anybody that can make horror into a, a series is 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 pretty cool. You know, like the 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 haunting or something that was on a Netflix. You know, if you can kind of drag that out, those are always good for me. I mean, like horror, not just thriller, like really crazy stuff happening. But um, one that was really good was Hannibal. And it was only three seasons, mm -hmm. and it, my aunt worked with uh, Fishburne. I tried, to, I tried to get into the series. I love the movies, yeah, but I couldn't get into the series. I tried to, like, I that think I watched that. Crazy. I think I watched that first full season, and I just couldn't, yeah, sustain. You it's know, keep good. watching. They had those three. Um, I always like when people give their, um, their version of who they think. Of uh no, give their version of an of a character that's already established, like Joker movie that's coming out. Mm -hmm. That I think that's gonna be a bad movie right there, because like even with the the Batman's that would come out, they always made them all funny and silly and ah, you know. But now it's like Batman was a dark character, so when Dark Knight came out and and Christian Bale came out and played him, that's how it was supposed to be played. Same thing with 007. He wasn't supposed to be some dashing Pierce Brosnan, you know, getting the call. To, today is not enough. No, he, he was a dark character. He was a loner. He slept with allies, you know, like that's uh -huh. that's what he did. And that's why I think I'm glad, you know, da Daniel Craig is actually coming back to play 007. He said he never would again. That's why they have floated the idea of Idris Elba and all that. But he's coming back in April. And it's gonna be called um, "No Time to Die," 
or something like that in April. I'm thinking I saw April 2020 is going to come out. And um, But that Joker movie, I think that Joker movie is next month with Joaquin Phoenix okay. that played the villain on Gladiator. Mm-hmm. That dude's crazy, man. I think it's going to be really good. And if you, I don't know if you knew this, they, the origin is Joker was a failed comedian. Okay. He's a failed comedian. Like he had, uh, it was like he, you know, he would try these little sets and try these, try to be this funny guy. And they're, they're making the origin where I guess the villain in so many words is, um, one of them is Robert De Niro and somebody and Robert De Niro. He, he talks about when he went to see the Joker do his comedy set and shows a piece of the comedy set. And he's like, ah, nobody's laughing at you and exposed him and put him on this big show about him dying on stage. And it made him crazy. You know, he started wearing this makeup. Everybody wanted to be Joker in the city, you know. And it's so amazing with that whole Gotham thing. Like, there's no no police system. Like, like nobody cares about the law or nothing like that. Nobody ever gets caught. Everybody's a villain, you know. But I think they were trying to mimic New York, it seems like. Like, they was trying to make Gotham City like New York or something. But... I don't know. I I I'm always big into Batman's my favorite superhero, even though he wasn't super. His money was, but yeah, for real, he ain't had no powers. You know, <sighs> Batman didn't have any powers. His power was money. He made uh-huh. himself super, and I I I've always liked Batman. Yeah. Batman's super cool. One one of my favorite shows. They got. I think it only had two seasons. And uh, I was mad about it because I still don't know the answer <laughs> oh, to what the show was I hate about. When that happens. But um, do you remember a show that came on with uh, Omar Epps called Resurrection? No. You ever heard of it? No. Oh man, it was a show about a small town where um, people that pat that died uh-huh. came back to life. Oh no! And they were coming back to life, and nobody knew the answer why. Mm-hmm. So they were coming back to life and literally coming back as a regular person. You know what I'm saying? And so they were only, but they were only coming back to this town. You know what I'm saying? This small town mm-hmm. they were coming back to. And so it starts off where a family, son, um, the son had died. And so he came back to life. Mm-hmm. And so the son, and so Omar Epps was, was supposed to play an FBI agent. And he was um, the person that was over, he was in charge of trying to, of the people. Mm-hmm. That were coming back to life, mm-hmm. and the government was trying to figure out what was going on, like why? How, and they were, and they were literally just appearing, just popping up. It's anywhere. funny, man. That is, they they made a lot of little shows with premises like that. Uh-huh. There was a a show called I think eleven hundred or fourteen hundred something, and it was about people that had gone missing, came back, mm-hmm. and they were all came back at the age that they were when they went missing. Yeah. Or something like that, and it and it had that um, Marsh Marshala Ali. How do you say his name? Um, oh. I don't know. I no, know you're you know talking, talking about. about yeah, he was one of the characters in it, and the youngest person that it came back, she was like seven or eight, seven years old, but she w- had been missing back in like 1950 mm-hmm. or something. So she goes on this uh, sleepover with her friends, 
And, you know, she come back, some cop lady adopted her because she had no mom. All her people did, you know. And so she adopts her and says, yeah, go stay at this person's house or whatever. And so she goes to stay at some friends. They have this little slumber party. And in the middle of the night, the girl, the lady gets called and says, hey, we're about to bring this little girl back to your house because, you know, they teasing her. So little girl comes back to the house, and it was because – all the little girls were talking about the boys they had a crush on. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Frank Sinatra is so beautiful, you know. And they were like, that grandpa? And she had to show the little picture on the phone. It's like, that grandpa? You, <laughs> you're weird, you know. But it's because her in her time, mind, right. in her time, her you time. know. Yeah. yeah. So it was it was kind of cool. Yeah, man. But, um, uh, um. About to uh, get ready to wrap this up in a minute. Oh yeah! But want to ask you, what which I usually ask every week. Okay. Uh, I usually ask, you know, what advice do you give? Got to give, you know, out or, you know, what's your top something? So, since we we did talk a lot of heavy bass on music, mm-hmm. and and if you want to, you know, give some advice out there, you can do that too. But I want to ask you, what is your top three favorite artists? I'm gonna make it tougher for you. Top three favorite artists. That's horrifying. <laughs> oh, no order, right? No order. Okay. No order. Okay, I have to say Steely Dan. Steely Dan is a, a band that I'm really, really big into. Their music is amazing. One of the um, guys passed away. I saw him um, at. I went to the Hollywood Bowl for the first time. And I saw that band perform before the guitar player passed. It's two of them, uh, Donald Fagan and uh, plays the keys and sings, and Walter Becker. So I'm gonna have to say Steely Dan is definitely in that top three. Godly artists like just sing anything, yeah, sing rap, oh, that's opera, horrible. Oh gosh, classical. Rock, whatever know, you want. I know, and I got some of those because that's how I, what I started doing first. Um, Steely Dan, Evanescence. Evanescence is a is a rock band that I really really like, and they kind of got me into. No, 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 no. Evanescence gets the honorable mention. Heart, heart. It's these two women that sing really well first album was 1974 dreamboat annie that yeah that started the music for me heart Mm -hmm. heart steely dan oh this really sucks um goodness gracious man now brandy (laughs) i mean you know (sighs) Brandy to me, man, she was the first album I bought with my own money. Brandy uh-huh. was the first record that I bought with my own money. And it wasn't the first album. It was like, never say never. You know, have you ever loved somebody? And that changed a lot for me as well. Brandy, her voice, her tone, her style of singing is how every single R&B woman is singing now everyone from Jeannie Aiko to um Chris Brown 
they're all look to Brandy and like even Chris Brown called her the vocal Bible. Um, but all those people are like she started that whole run raspy thing and they just started putting auto tune on their thing like scissor you know kind of mm-hmm. went, and then they sing with this little accent now that they don't have you know i want to kick it with you you know like it, like none of them talk like that but it's cool when they do it you know um yeah i say brandy hart and stilly dan man what mm-hmm. a weird three yeah um, that's that's messed up man brandy you have to do me like that man. <laughs> Dang, man, I, I, I honorable mentions. Yeah. All right, so um, so what you got coming up? What you got going on? Um, What I have coming up, I have a couple of, um, I have the show that we're doing every week, every Sunday at the Ha Ha, the comedy joint, and that's at 8.30. It's lots of fun. All the great comedians come out and have a good time with the live band. And then um, I'm performing at the Melody Bar, I think. And next week, I have some private gigs coming that I, it's funny, like, I want to put my name out there, but I can't invite anybody to nobody's house. Like, hey, man, we're performing at this big house party, getting all this money. You can't tell nobody. I can't even bring nobody. You know, Uh I can't even advertise it. So that's really where the money is right now for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So my my public stuff is kind of like, it's kind of cold right now, you know? So... What's yeah. the what's the social media so they can be able to follow you? Oh or? yeah. Um I am Asia Ray. I am underscore A S I A R A Y E. Asia Ray. All right. And yeah. um again, um October fifteenth, Mix Bricktown, Detroit, first Ow. live podcast. Ow. Can't wait for it, man. Um that's the uh, biggest thing I got coming up. I got some shows in October. I, I'll wait to 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 uh, right. promote all that. Right. But um, you know, continue to uh, support the podcast. Make sure y'all share it, like it, um, so we can grow, man. We get you know grow and get more people on this so they can be able to listen and, uh, and support. Uh, remember the um, you know, my social media, Brandon Jordan Comedy, um, on Instagram, and uh, follow the uh, the podcast. Um, Instagram page, don't blame me, blame Detroit podcast. And, uh, man, I'm just, um, just thank you, man, to, uh, to be able to do this. This is the 16th episode and we just growing and growing more, man. That's great. Um, so we're going to let, uh, little Wayne, uh, we let, there's a little Wayne verse or a, hey, yeah. There's or the song at the, st- at the top is T I Lil Wayne intrigue daddy. I think gonna- it's in one song or something but it's cool we're gonna let them uh take us out um we're gonna do we're doing this for the south right here <laughs> you got it yet oh, oh yeah man. oh See, yeah that's how they do you man oh yeah that's how it rolls look, man little hey. advertisement yeah ain't nobody getting that youtube red for what <laughs> 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 I, I got no, no actually no. i do got youtube red you do yeah i do pay you pay. probably use it a lot yeah i do huh? I, I got it but just for all the fact of i got tired of being not not being able to uh to listen to stuff while uh-huh. i'm not on youtube so right. so yeah that's why i paid for it yeah this is when little john was had it cracking off man
said. No, I ain't say that. He said that. If you got something to say, my nigga, stand up for what you said, my nigga. Tell him to bring it to the square, nigga. Yeah, I'm saying. If you don't like what I'm saying, then buck. Swing when you see me, we can throw them hands suckers. If you ain't notice, nigga, I don't give a fuck. If I said it, then I meant it. And what fuck, nigga? You don't want to see the trigger, man. All right, catch y'all next week.